Welcome back to the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you stream your audio listening pleasure. I am your hostess with the mostest, Mackenzie Brooks, aka the Mac Truck, aka your worst nightmare, aka the Princess of Pain. It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, here in D Town, Des Moines, Iowa. It's a balmy 54 degrees outside, and there have been lots of people around the town and city running in shorts and t-shirts, shorts and hoodies, and this is just typical Midwestern weather in terms of winter and the ups and downs of said winter uh, weather. So we're going to get it started here. Uh, short docket here for you guys today, uh, afternoon episode here on the Mac Truck Podcast, NBA recap. Um, Swifty news in terms of the Super Bowl and some very strange debate topics focused around Taylor Swift and the attention that she has seemingly been getting throughout the course of the Kansas City Chiefs season and the NFL season. Um, obviously, more description and diving deeper into the Super Bowl predictions here. And then some NCAA men's and women's previews and recaps. So we're going to get started here with the NBA recap. Last night, the Philadelphia 76ers go into Oracle Arena and play the Golden State Warriors. Um, The Warriors went into this game uh, 20-24 after losing to the LA Lakers in double overtime, 145 to 144, their last game out. Uh, 76ers drop to the Golden State Warriors, one of seven to 119. Tobias Harris for the 76ers goes 26 points, 10 rebounds, and two assists. While that man, Chef Curry, Stephen Curry over there for the Golden State Warriors goes 37, 8, and 7. Some team stats for both teams here. Um, the 76ers from the field across the board in terms of percentage, 45.9, so just under that 46% threshold, to Golden State's whopping 55.7. If anybody watches the NBA or knows how the Golden State Warriors play basketball, this field goal percentage across the board should not surprise you, Um, although the production for the Golden State Warriors has been a little bit down this season just due in terms of Injuries, roster changes, uh, players getting ejected and suspended, things of that nature. But it sounds like the Warriors are finally starting to get back on track. And we like to see it here on the Mac Truck Podcast. Moving on to some more stats. Uh, Team-wise, 43.3% field goal, three-pointers across the board to 43.8 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. So again, uh, a little bit higher percentages that we're starting to see from the Golden State Warriors. And this uh, three-point percentage does not surprise me when you have the likes of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, and the entire bench as a whole, Chris Paul as well. This percentage does not surprise me. Golden State is a three-point shooting team and one of the very best three-point shooting teams when they get hot. So that does not shock me. The 76ers almost matched it again with that 43.3%. So that tells me Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, everybody on the Sixers squad was also dinking and dumping and shooting the three shots beyond the arc. Moving on to the final two portions of the team stats for this game. 
turnovers, 16 turnovers to the Warriors, 18 in favor of that two-point deficit as far as turnovers to the Philadelphia 76ers. And finally, team rebounds, 39 team rebounds to Golden State's 42. So just a little bit of a discrepancy there as well. Um, But with the point discrepancy and again like I always say when you take into consideration the team stats and then those individual ones that is a formula for a win or loss depending on who you are the Golden State Warriors next game against the Philadelphia 76ers will be on February 7th at 18:30. that is 6 30 central standard time for those of you in the central standard time zone and that game will be aired on ESPN. Moving along to the next game on our docket for the NBA recap here. The Los Angeles Lakers visit the Atlanta Hawks. And unfortunately drop a game to the Atlanta Hawks 122-138. to Austin Reeves for the Los Angeles Lakers goes 28 points, no rebounds, and 6 assists. While Trey Young, that phenom over there. For the Atlanta Hawks goes 26 points, two rebounds, and three uh, 13 assists. Rather, team stats for the Lakers and Hawks game: 53.3% across the board for the Los Angeles Lakers, and 52.5% in favor of the Atlanta Hawks in terms of the win itself. Three-point percentages across the board: 36.5 for the Lakers and 42.1% in in favor of the Atlanta Hawks as far as three points go. Again, if you watch NBA and you're knowledgeable about the game, you know both of these teams like to shoot from beyond the arc as well as creating opportunities for their teammates, and these team stats and scores show that. Moving on to the final team stats for the Atlanta Hawks and Lakers game. 14 turnovers to the Atlanta Hawks, 12 turnovers. So just a two-point deficit in terms of turnovers for this game. And finally, our team rebounds round out 37 team rebounds for the Los Angeles Lakers to the Atlanta Hawks, 46 turnover or 36, 46 rebounds rather. Pardon me. So again, when you look at this game from face value, you see it was very competitive, but. The game does obviously go in favor of the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young over there in Georgia. Moving on to the next game on our NBA recap and docket here. The Indiana Pacers visit the Boston Celtics and drop in a five-point deficit, 124-129. to Aaron Nesmith, 26 points. 12 rebounds and 7 assists to Jason Tatum's 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. Um, The Boston Celtics have been on a tear all season, and I like to see it. I like to watch teams that are outside of the conference that I root for, um, and it's always good to see there's always good basketball across the region, across the country. So when you look at teams like Boston, who have constantly been on a tear for the past couple seasons, you want to see competitive basketball and you you all you also want to see that coming from the Indiana Pacers which is what you got here with only a five-point deficit in terms of the loss um, and the win favoring the Boston Celtics moving on to some team stats here field goal percentages across the board 46.3 to the Boston Celtics 54 percent even so obviously that would favor them in a five-point win three-point percentages across the board 
for the Indiana Pacers to 47.2 in favor of the Boston Celtics. Again, turnovers is where we're going to have a little bit of a discrepancy favoring the Pacers. Eight turnovers total for the entire game to the Boston Celtics, 12. So four-point deficit in favor of the Indiana Pacers in this five-point drop here to the Boston Celtics. And finally, 30 rebounds total for the team and 40 rebounds total for the team in favor of the Boston Celtics. Um, Final game here on this first segment of the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever you get your audio streaming pleasure. The Utah Jazz visit the New York Knicks in a 15-point deficit loss, 103 to the Knicks, 118. Colin Sexton for the Utah Jazz drops 22 points, three rebounds, and seven assists. And that phenom over there in New York, who was playing for the for the Golden State Warriors, Dante Divincenzo, 33 points, five rebounds, and four assists. So, judging by this game. You can see where the big discrepancy is in terms of the individual stats. Moving on to the team stats here. Utah Jazz field goal percentage across the board. 45.3 to the Knicks 46.8. Obviously favoring the Knicks in that win. Three point percentages across the board. A little bit closer here. 33.3% for Utah and 38.2% in favor of the New York Knicks. Turnovers, a little bit of discrepancy in the turnover department. 15 turnovers all game for the Utah Jazz to the New York Knicks, six. So single-digit turnovers is obviously going to be a little bit more in favor of a double-digit turnover depending on score and all the other things that go into percentages and huge stats for a win in a game. And finally, just a two-point discrepancy here for the Knicks and Jazz rebounds. 43 rebounds for the Jazz, 245 rebounds for the New York Knicks. So obviously, again, when you take into consideration all the missed free throws, uh, foul shots, things like that, turnover discrepancy, uh, time of possession would obviously create a formula for a 15-point deficit based off of these stats. Moving on to the next game in our recap in terms of NBA and rounding out our NBA recap segment here and actually rounding it out. I got a little bit ahead of myself. I apologize. Um, The Toronto Raptors visit the Chicago Bulls and pull out the win. The Raptors go 118 over the Chicago Bulls, 107. Gary Trent Jr. for the Toronto Raptors drops 24 points, five rebounds, and one assist. While DeMar DeRozan over there in Chicago and the Bulls drops 25 points, two rebounds, and five assists. Team stats for both teams are as follows. Field goal percentage across the board, 51.8 to the Bulls, 50.7. Three-point percentages across the board, 48.3 in favor of the Toronto Raptors to 34.4 for the Chicago Bulls. Turnovers are dead even here at 20 apiece. And finally, rounding out our NBA recap here on the Mac Truck Podcast, going to be 38 rebounds to the Bulls, 33. So when you, again, take into consideration the climate of the game, the stats of the game, and the individual stats would, again, create that formula for a win in favor of the Toronto Raptors. Moving on to our next 
segment here on the Mac Truck Podcast on Spotify and any other audio streaming site that you may acquire your audio listening pleasure. We also have our video content currently on Facebook Live and StreamYard. So if you are around during the week for that, we do have those videos from the past up as well as the most recent one from last night's episode. Moving on to our Super Bowl prediction. And I kind of went over this in the last audio pod, but for those of you who are just tuning in here to the podcast, we are going to go back over this. So our Super Bowl matchup for February 11th, 2024 is going to be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Currently, as it stands, the San Francisco 49ers are a two-point favorite over the Chiefs. And when you look at this at face value, comparatively with seasons and records, I can absolutely see why the San Francisco 49ers are a two-point favorite because they have had a little bit more consistency outside of the three games that they did drop back-to-back. Unfortunately for the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs, they have had a little bit of a rocky season. Receivers not catching balls, running backs not making cuts, not being able to get the yardage that they normally are. Um, this entirety of the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship, which we'll get into here shortly, and just having a little bit of inconsistency to start this season. But the Kansas City Chiefs, being the Kansas City Chiefs, have turned it around and obviously are the AFC champions and playing for yet again another Super Bowl. Um, this game is going to be exciting. It is an old classic matchup. The last time the 49ers and Chiefs faced in each other in a Super Bowl, the Chiefs ended up winning. As we all know, so the 49ers look to avenge that loss here in the next couple weeks. Just some stats here. Um, Brock Purdy comes into this game 308 to 444 yards attempted, uh, 4,280 yards completion in terms of all the way across the board, 31 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, 401 for 597, 4,183 yards, 27 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So let's break this down at face value just from these two alone. Very similar in stats, very similar in proximity in terms of completions, touchdowns, interceptions, and just total yards. Um, Brock Purdy is in his second year as an NFL quarterback and making it all the way to the NFC Championship and essentially having to have um, ulna surgery on that throwing arm of his and to be able to help bring his team full circle back to the NFC Championship, win the NFC Championship and earn that that right to play for the Lombardi Trophy here in the next couple weeks has been phenomenal to watch. Flipping over back to the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid being Andy Reid having that championship pedigree in Kansas City makes this the more fun to watch and to prepare for again especially going back to the slump that the Kansas City Chiefs were having at the beginning of the season and again watching them being able to power their way back to the AFC Championship beat the Ravens who are a powerhouse in their own who were actually projected to win that AFC Championship and essentially make them look like they should not have been there 
also is going to be a fun spectacle to watch in terms of the football that's being played. Moving on, Christian McCaffrey comes into this game, 272 carries, 1,459 yards, and 14 total touchdowns. To Isaiah Pacheco, 205 carries, 935 yards, and 7 touchdowns. Now, fun fact about Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco was pick number 251 in the draft two years ago. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant at pick 262. Um, And the fact that both of these final round players that were drafted are playing for the Super Bowl in the first couple years of their um, contracts and their careers is phenomenal to see because you don't always have to be a first round draft pick to be successful. You don't have to be a number one pick overall to have success. And these two gentlemen this entire season have shown you exactly why that myth of being a first rounder or a huge name coming into the draft, these two have shown you why You don't always have to be at the top of somebody's radar to be successful and to get yourself where you want to be. And to see these two players and these two teams be able to duke it out after some of the faux pas and things that have been happening this season, um, not in favor of their teams, is wonderful to watch. Moving on just to the final two uh, key matchups here in terms of this game. Brandon Ayuk, 75 receptions, 1,342 yards and seven touchdowns. And that man himself over there, Patrick Mahomes' best friend, Mahomes and Mahato, Mr. Travis Kelsey, 93 receptions, 984 yards and five touchdowns. And again, after that AFC game, Travis Kelsey is now the record holder for most receptions in a playoff game um and you love to see it i know people like to hate on the chiefs because of everything that's going on all the tabloids things like that but when you really break it down in terms of good quality football the chiefs are good at good quality football the san francisco 49ers are also good at quality football that's just what you get when you look at these two teams and break down the stats now moving into something that kind of goes into the subject obviously as it's been very well documented Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are a thing they are a hot thing they are the thing that is mainly talked about during Chiefs games outside of the team and its success as well and again like I said I went over some of this in the last audio podcast but just just to break it down into perspective even more I kind of talked about this on the audio podcast yesterday Just because Taylor Swift is being as advertised and shown off as she is does not mean people need to get all up in arms about it. She's literally there supporting her boyfriend who plays tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is no different from Travis going to one of her concerts, which he has done in a bye week or an off off day. He has gone to her concerts just like she has been to almost every single game since they've started dating that she could be at. And people are hating the fact that she's being shown so much. And I can understand that. I absolutely can. Okay. You're there to watch a football game you're you know you're viewing it on the tv and it seems like all they're doing is showing taylor swift's reaction things like that i think the biggest misconception with this topic in itself is people are automatically wanting to find things to debate about in terms of this perfect example being 
there have been some things placed on social media that if you hate the fact that Taylor Swift is um, supporting her boyfriend in up in the stands in the suites, but you loved that Jason Kelsey hopped out of the press box during the Buffalo Bills game, um, then you are a hater towards women. Why do I have to be a hitter towards women? Because I don't like the fact that the music star is being more advertised than the team that's playing the sport. Nobody is refuting the fact or arguing the fact or stating that Taylor's support for Travis is a bad thing. Nobody is refuting that. It's the amount that people are getting upset about. And I can absolutely see it from both sides, but for people to just be out here and and pretend that, oh, we're just going to automatically pin you as being a women hater because you don't like the fact that Taylor Swift is there. It's not the fact that she's there. It's the fact that people think that we are there to see a musical concert star when we're there to watch a football game. But again, that's neither here nor there. And we're not going to get super deep into it. I just think people need to step out of their closed minded self and be appreciative of the fact that somebody of a bigger status is supporting their significant other. And it's no different from any other star. Simone Biles and Jordan Owens are a married couple. And Simone Biles has been at every single Green Bay game that she can uh, to support her husband. She's got, uh, you know, custom jackets, custom clothes, just like Taylor does with uh, Travis's number. And Simone Biles has the same thing for her husband. Why does it always have to be some kind of weird algorithm or stigma that even celebrities can't support their significant others? And obviously because of their status, they are going to be shown a lot more than probably desired by the naked eye. But who are we to say one way or the other? You know, it's just... Unfortunately, it's speculation. The bigger the star status, the bigger the star power, the more attention you get, whether good or bad. And obviously, not all attention is good attention, but not all attention is bad attention. It's all about how you perceive it. And that's the only thing that I'm going to continue to say about this. People, I think, are just literally overreacting. I personally... I love Taylor Swift. I'm a huge fan of her music. I'm not a Swifty, as people say, but I do listen to her music, old, new, and in between. I think she's a very talented individual. Her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, obviously one of the best tight ends to play the damn game. I'm a huge fan of his, while I'm not a fan of the Chiefs themselves. I am a fan of, of Travis Kelsey. So the fact that they have each other to support the other one in, it, in their respective art or sport or realm of employment is amazing to watch and I love it moving on to our college basketball recap starting off with the men's game the North Carolina Tar Heels go into the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets court and unfortunately drop the game by one point 73 to 74 in favor of Georgia Tech RJ Davis for the North Carolina Tar Heels drops 28 points five rebounds and for assists here on the Mac Truck Podcast on Spotify and Spotify Podcast and wherever else you get your audio listening pleasure. Um, Kyle Studevant for the uh, men's lit yellow jacket team drops 18 points, two rebounds, and four assists. Some team stats for both teams are Tar Heels across the board field goal percentage-wise uh, go just about 36.5 to the Yellow Jackets, 41%, even across the board. Three-point 
three-point stat as it stands here, 26.8 to an even 45% for the Yellow Jackets. Turnovers are where we're going to have just a little bit of discrepancy. 11 turnovers in favor of the Tar Heels to the Yellow Jackets, 14. And finally, team rebounds, 48 team rebounds in favor of the Tar Heels to the 41 rebounds of the uh, Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. So again, very close game, very close in stats in terms of teams of terms of team proximity and completions across the board, but the Yellow Jackets do eke out that 74-point win over the North Carolina Tar Heels in an ACC battle. Moving on to the Big East, Marquette visits Villanova and gets the win in Villanova 85-80. to 80. Um, Tyler Kolick drops 32 points, 6 rebounds, and 9 assists. Eric Dixon drops 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 1 assist. Some team stats for the both of them. 50% across the board field goal percentage in favor of Marquette to 39.4, not in favor of Villanova itself. Three-point percentages across the board. 45.5, again, favoring Marquette to 34.4 for Villanova. Uh, Turnovers, 10 turnovers in favor of Villanova this time to seven uh, turnovers. So again, a three-point deficit there. And finally, team rebounds, 37 team rebounds to the Villanova percentage of 34. So again, just a couple discrepancies on that backside on this Big East game was brought to you by nothing but hard work and determination and the fact that obviously when you have in-conference and in-region rival games, it's always going to be more intense. And I expected this game to be just about as close as it was. Um, I had Marquette taking it with about another two or three points, um, creeping that almost 90-point mark. So good game out of the Big East. Moving on into the Big 12 in terms of men's basketball recap, Oklahoma goes to Kansas State and drills them by 20, 73 to 53. Um, Jalen Moore drops 23 points, 9 rebounds, and 0 assists. Tyler Park drops 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Um, So, obviously, very, very even in terms of the individual stats. Kansas State came into this game ranked number eight, I believe, and unfortunately, Oklahoma was not ranked as it currently stands. I have not had a chance to look at the men's um, AP Top 25 NCAA men's bracket or poll, rather, so I will look forward to that. Uh, I do have the men's Oklahoma Sumer basketball team on my watch list for this week to see Um, If they can pull out another win and keep the streak going in terms of wins, um, Big 12 matchup here, 20-point deficit, again, in favor of the Oklahoma Sooners. Team stats for both both teams here, field goal percentage across the board, 42.6 in favor of the Sooners to 30.2 for the Kansas State Wildcats. Three-point percentages across the board, 21.4 in favor of, again, the Oklahoma Sooners to a mere 14.3, which is rather interesting to see that stat, especially with a very good ranked and good playing Kansas State Wildcat team. But again, when it's a conference rival 
regional rival, things like that. Things are always intensified and you like to see the competitiveness. Sometimes you're going to get those games just like this one where it's definitely more lopsided in favor of one team or the other. And sometimes you just have bad games. And I'm hoping that Kansas State, again, can start to turn it around and get that streak and start to play that real in-depth good basketball right before the March Madness tournament. Um, Dan, some final stats here for this game. Nine turnovers to the Wildcats, four turnovers, so in favor of the Kansas State Wildcats in terms of turnovers. And finally, our team rebounds, 39 team rebounds in favor of the Oklahoma Sooner men to a 35 rebound collection for the Kansas State Wildcats rounding out that Big 12 matchup. Finally, going into the Big 10 for men and rounding out our men's basketball recap for college. In the Big 10, the Illinois Fighting Illini go into Scott Schade, uh, Scott Court rather, to face the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, the Fighting Illini men coming into this game ranked number 14 and grab the win over there on the road, 87-75. Terrence Shannon Jr. for the Fighting Illini men drops 23 points, three rebounds, and three assists. Jamison Battle over there for the Buckeyes drops 21 points, six rebounds, and one assist. The Fighting Illini men team stats across the board versus the Buckeyes, 51.7% field goal across the board to the Buckeyes, 50% even. Three-point percentage, completion across the board, 41.2 to the Buckeyes, 33.3. Six rebounds apiece for each game, for each team collectively, and 36 assists to the Buckeyes, 28. So that is another formula for a close game, but decent win in favor of the number 14 Fighting Illini men out of Illinois from the Big Ten. And finally, moving on to our women's basketball recap and prediction previews here, starting off with the UCF Knights visiting the West Virginia Lady Mountaineers coming into this game at number 23. UCF drops a big one to the Lady Mountaineers, 43-84. to Caitlin Peterson of the UCF Knights drops 13 points, one rebound and zero assist. While, again, that star phenom over there for the Lady Mountaineers in J.J. Quinterly drops 26 points, two rebounds, and four assists. I have been watching J.J. Quinterly and the Lady Mountaineers for a good portion of the season. Started just after the Gulf Coast tournament, which they were in, and seemingly enough seemed to blast their way through the tournament and then lose right before they would have been scheduled to play um, Kansas State. So the Lady Mountaineers, I look to see them in the March Madness tournament and doing some damage. I know some of their bench players are hurt and some players for the starting five outside of Quinterly have been uh, getting try, trying to figure out their ailments, trying to heal up so they can play that high peak mid-season March Madness style basketball right before we get into that big tournament itself. Some team stats here for this first ladies game on our docket. Uh, The Black Knights, or the Knights rather, for UCF. Field goal percentage across the board, 29.6. 
to the Lady Mountaineers 51.8, so just under that 52% threshold in favor of the Mountaineers. Three-point percentages across the board, 294 to 38.9, so just creeping that 40% threshold in terms of three-point field goals, again, in favor of the Mountaineers. Rebounds is where we're going to have that discrepancy in favor of the Knights. 22 rebounds in favor of the UCF Knights to a 17 collection, 17 point collection of rebounds for the Mountaineers. And finally, 22 turnovers for the Knights, again, favoring them to 35 turnovers in not in favor of those lady mountaineers so a little bit of discrepancy again on those bottom two stats but when you take into consideration the 51.8 field goal percentage across the board that means shots were falling foul shots were being made um opportunities were being created in favor of the lady mountaineers and jj quinley over there in west virginia um Moving on to a Big 12 matchup here for the women's college basketball recap here on the Mac Truck Podcast. Number two, Kansas State goes to the Oklahoma Lady Sooners in a matchup tonight at at 1800 or 6 o'clock for those of you who do not read military time. The number two Kansas State Wildcats come into this game versus the Lady Sooners. Um, 20 wins and one loss, and that one loss was given to them by the Iowa Hawkeyes um, in the Gulf Coast Tournament. Uh, the Lady Oklahoma Sooners come into this game 13-6, and six, again, on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock tonight. Moving on to our Big Ten preview, big Big Ten preview here. Um, the number three Iowa Hawkeyes go into Northwestern, uh, nineteen and two, versus the uh, Northwestern Wildcats, who are seven and thirteen. Unfortunately, Northwestern has had a lot of ailments, a lot of injuries, a lot of um, just player issues across the board. Um, big Ten matchup: the Iowa Hawkeyes are. Eight and one in Big Ten play, having that lost to the Lady Buckeyes of Ohio State when they went over there a couple weeks ago. Uh, this game will be at 1900 or 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Peacock. So if you do not have Peacock and you want to watch this game, I highly suggest you do so. This game is going to be electric. Caitlin Clark is on track to grab spots two and three for the NCAA women's all-time scoring list. Once she does that, she will be still on track to beat Kelsey Plum's record at number one of 3,527 points. That's 3,527 points that Kelsey Plum still holds while she played for the University of Washington Huskies. Caitlin Clark is chasing that current goal in terms of records. Moving on to the Big East Conference for women preview here. UConn goes to Villanova 17-4. and four, And the Villanova ladies come into this game 13-7. and seven. That game is at 5.30 or 17.30 tonight. Um, I do not believe it's being aired from everything that I've seen in terms of writing down notes and finding my games. I did not see a television broadcasting station for this game, so it may be on like a Big 12 East channel 
or Big East uh, channel or a extended channel of some form, like an ACC network, SEC network, something like that. Um, and I'm taking the Lady Huskies and Paige Buckets over there to get a big win, and I'm going to take them by 10. Moving on to another Big Ten matchup here on the Mac Truck Podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio listening pleasure. Number 10, Indiana Lady Hoosiers go into the Maryland Terrapins territory. That game is also at 1800 or 6 o'clock p.m. on Peacock tonight as well. Indiana goes into this game 17-2. and Maryland comes into this game 12-8. and Maryland is not currently ranked on the women's AP Top 25 NCAA poll. But I look for them to be ranked on the lower side once we get into March Madness play, depending on where they fall in the bracket after the rest of the regular season is, is done. And finally, rounding out our ladies recap and preview here, uh, Marquette goes into the Creighton Blue Jays over there in Omaha, Nebraska. Creighton comes into this game 16-3 and and at number 22 on the women's AP poll. Um, Marquette comes into this game 16-4. and That game is also at 1800 or 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Again, no current displayed television broadcasting for these last two games or last... Um, game and split in between Uh, and I'm taking Creighton to win that game by 14 points if not more but it should be a good matchup we have a lot of good sports a lot of good basketball happening Um, preparation for the Super Bowl coming up so stay tuned for that Um, got our episodes worked in for the coming week so stay tuned for more audio and visual podcasts a little bit shorter episode for you guys here on the Mac Truck Podcast on Spotify and Spotify Podcast and wherever you get your audio listening pleasure. I am your hostess with the mostest, Mackenzie Brooks, aka the Mac Truck, aka your worst nightmare. Um, you can find us on social media at Mac Brooks on Facebook or Mackenzie Brooks on Facebook. Mackenzie with two Z's and an M A C K. Um, none of that MC stuff. We spell it uniquely. That way, everybody can find us. Um, our X page, we do still have an X page. We just finally got that back and running. Our handle is at Mac Truck Sports. So you can find pod content there. You can find us there talking sports, getting involved in sports conversations. And that, that's just what we like to do here. Uh, we're also still working on our merchandise. We're working on t shirts, stickers, hoodies, decals. You name it, we're working on it. We're also working on setting up our remote episodes again from Truth Barbering Shop, 6563 University Avenue, Windsor Heights, Iowa, here in Windsor Heights and Des Moines itself. Going to have another episode with, again, with Megan Price, um, our women's basketball episode part two. We did one at the very beginning of the season, season, and now we're going to do our second prequel or sequel, rather. Um, talking about some midseason things with women's basketball, um, players to look out for during the tournament, things of that nature. Going to have another um, episode of Chopping It Up with P. Scott, Prescott Kelly on the Mac Truck Podcast. Um, so make sure you're following everybody's podcast, social media links for all of the sports content and life banter itself. Um, again, Megan Price is also the host of the 806 Sports Radio Show in Texas. She's also a co-host and hostess for 
Three Chicks in a Pod, Chicks and Salsa, and the Sip Off Podcast all on StreamYard and Facebook Live. Prescott Kelly obviously is the host of Chopping It Up with P. Scott on Facebook Live, Spotify, and wherever you get your audio streaming pleasure, as well as StreamYard for that audio and video viewing pleasure as well. Then we will also have our second episode with Evan Bradfield, the creator and content maker of In My Bag Apparel. He's got some hot new looks coming out. We're going to do a product sweep of what he has, um, show off his product. You can also get his product from the WhatNot app. And when you go on the WhatNot app itself, you will also be able to get up to $200 worth of credit when you order through that app. And make sure you to tell him and the crew over there that the Mac truck sent you. Go ahead and check out his portfolio. Go ahead and check him out on Instagram at in my underscore bag apparel 2023 you can also follow him on facebook at evan bradfield himself as well and finally we are also going to work on doing an episode with the creator and team of ccr webflow and graphic design camilo rodriguez he is the one and their crew is the one who made the the logo for the podcast for the mac truck podcast so Reach out to him if you need your website website design, logo design. If you need website setup, Camilo Rodriguez is that guy. So that's that email is going to be ccr.515.webflow.io to get that information. You can also go back and listen to the other podcasts for a full description and details in terms of contact and information. Also go ahead and add Camilo Rodriguez and reach out to him on Facebook. If you need a service of his, again, go ahead and tell him Mackenzie sent you. This has been the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio listening pleasure. Again, just to reiterate one more time, Working on all kinds of things. I appreciate the opportunity that I have been afforded to talk sports with everybody and have a platform in terms of having an opinion. And I love it. Um, We also can accept listener support on the Spotify page itself. We will never ask or beg, but we will always put it out there because listener support, sharing, social media, getting it out there or monetary, any type of support is the best way to help us keep doing this podcast every other day, day in and day out weekly. So we can get as much content as a, and as much things for you guys to listen to and, and view as humanly possible. And I appreciate the opportunity. This has been the Mac truck podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio listening pleasure. Have a good night.